And we're recording. He pressed the red button. Oh, wait. What's that? Why the is that there? The red button. I don't know. Again, the questions that I can answer. All right. Do we have... Yeah, we got good signals. We got good signals. The red circle has been pressed. The red circle has been pressed. I'll hail the red circle. That's culty. What Sounds does that culty. even mean? I don't know. Oh. I don't, I mean, that's not a thing? I know. Okay. Oh, I just made it. I thought there was a thing that I just wasn't privy to. Oh, privy like, is an interesting word. Yeah. Like you have privileges? Is privileges? That where it comes from? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Mm hmm. Privy. Okay. recording uh hello and welcome i'm not going to say we're recording hello and welcome hello and welcome we've pressed the red button we have pressed the red button how's it going nikki it's going well it's going well that's good i'm glad i'm very very glad um we're here this is episode seven i believe episode seven seven's a lucky number seven is a, a good number yeah. seven sacraments yeah um you know seven's a a, a a good number in the bible it is yeah it's a number for like prosperity and it means that something is complete, complete. if there's seven. Seven days of the week. Which is cool. Yeah, exactly. Seven yeah. days of the week. Okay. Um, so we are, uh, we're talking about um, some cool stuff today. I'm excited. Uh, we're, we're diving into a can of worms. A can of worms. I think we're always talking about cool stuff, though. We are. We are usually talking TBH, about cool stuff. That's what the kids and, said, to be honest. And we're also t always talking about something that we could unpack for days and days and days. Yeah. I feel like we're never going to run out of things to talk about. Well, no. Because any episode that we've done so far, I think we could probably bring back. Add on to. And add on to and expand. Mm -hmm. And maybe even like listen back and be like, why did I think that? Or why did I say that? And yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like It's okay a, to change our minds. Sometimes. It's an ongoing, it's an on, or to just learn different things, right? Elaborate. And, and to be, to be in different places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Flesh out. Um, which is maybe something that you wouldn't hear from. Or you wouldn't expect to hear from a Catholic if you're a Catholic that's maybe on the cusp or the periphery, as we like to say. The fringe. Or if you're someone that uh, is just maybe doesn't talk to a lot of Catholics or doesn't um, really have much experience with the church. You might not expect to hear someone say, yeah, I'll, I changed my mind about that. Or I learned something Ooh, yeah. new about that, right? We usually think that it's a that the church is extremely... All known and black and white and period that's exactly it. exactly yeah that discussion there's kind, of this, there's kind of this sum of knowledge and once you're in you're in and you have it and that's it and your mind is rigid and made up and that's not the case not for me that's not the case for me either <laughs> it's not the case for uh the church in general nikki likes to make voices <laughs> different voices it's pretty great um it's not the case for the church in general the church is uh is always learning um and you can see that if you know anything about church history um 
you can kind of see that happen, right? There's a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of cool stuff, um, that the church has learned throughout the years and kind of come back and said, Hmm, we were wrong about that. Or this is yeah. maybe different than we thought. Um, but that's not really what we're talking about today. Um, we are, we're going to be talking about forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Yeah. And the reason, uh, that we said all that stuff about the church, um, at least for me is to, uh, I want to remind our listeners, we haven't done this very much uh, of like who we're talking to. Who are we talking to? We're talking whoever's to whoever's listening, whoever's <laughs> listening. Um, but we're talking to the ragamuffins, the ragamuffins. You ragamuffins. Remembered. I did remember. I did remember, um, the ragamuffins, meaning people who are, are on the fringes and maybe mm. are a little bit marginalized, uh, either in their, their families or their faith communities, yeah. or maybe even in their own hearts and minds, right? They just kind of Ooh, feel yeah. like they're, we can be that. they're outcasts a little bit. Yeah. And, um, we want to talk to them and we want to let them know that, um, whether you don't know anything about God, you don't have any kind of relationship with, with him, or maybe it's like, you know, on, on, on social media, when you update your, your status, it's like, it's complicated, right? It's complicated. Know, like your relationship <laughs> with God is really complicated. Um, it can be, there's some love and some grace, not some, there's abundant love mm-hmm. and grace, uh, waiting for you yeah. in a relationship with God and in a, in a, in a way that I think will, um, it'll, it'll blow your mind if you let it, it'll, it'll really yeah. radically change your life if you, if you let it. Right. So, so that's who we're talking to. Uh, we're, we don't usually get super deep and theological. There's lots of great podcasts for that. I feel like you could. You do sometimes. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any kind of credentials. Like I don't. I'm just a youth minister. Which honestly, you say, I for, don't think you should say just in front of that. I'm a youth minister. Let's scratch that. Um, I try not to be a youth minister. That uh, I, I try to be in in the middle. I, I try to be down the middle. I try to be very relatable and very like um, present to mm-hmm. the teens and not to talk over their head. I also try to hold them accountable for their faith and mm-hmm. developing their relationship with God and, and, you know, not to take it too easy on them in a, like a worldly All sense. Right. right. Um, so yeah, so it's really fun and I love that I get to do it, uh, but I don't have like a theology degree or anything. Don't tell anyone. Okay. I don't know if people know that. That's okay. Who does? I mean, lots some of, people, lots of youth ministers that you, I know. I'm like the only hmm. one that I know that doesn't. I don't know any that do. Really? I should start hanging out with your Maybe friends. I don't know too many youth ministers. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but um, anyway, really what we're what we're saying here is uh, everybody's welcome. All are welcome. Yes, just like that. We're saying it just yes. like that. Exactly. All are welcome okay. in this place. All are, all are welcome in this place, for sure. Um, okay, so today we're talking about forgiveness. Uh, we're going to do um, another episode on, I don't know when, but at some point on forgiveness and forgiveness of other people. We're going to talk about so that. So what could we be talking about today if we're not talking about forgiving other people? We're talking about forgiveness of self. Ew. Ooh. Tougher, right? Why um, is that tougher? It is tougher, though. It is, it is tougher, I think, because we don't... Uh, we think of forgiveness of other people in, like, a transactional sense. Like, they did mm. something, and I have to, like, forgive mm. them uh, as a part of this, like, process that, that God yeah. kind of demands, right? And it's much more spiritual and hopefully much more personal than that. But it, it but makes, also transactional, but it makes, makes sense, sense, right? Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Um, we're talking about forgiveness of self in the hopes of kind of setting ourselves free from some things uh, that we may we might be carrying around that might be slowing us down and maybe getting in between us and a, a fruitful relationship 
with God. Um, I have really, really struggled with this in my life. I don't know about you, Nikki. I have really struggled with it. Um, it's really tough yeah. for me to, um, you know, to just kind of navigate like self-care and 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 uh, and self-forgiveness and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with it. Mm-hmm. What about I you? I agree because well I, I, I tend to get too much in my head I think and I uh, toe the line of um, giving myself grace and then oh gosh you shouldn't be that generous with yourself who do you think you are i have these oof the voices in my head the voices in your head they're conflicting most of the time which is a challenge and then it makes what i know Mm -hmm. from reading scripture and from what i know about god it conflicts sometimes with that Absolutely. And There's, then I, I might lose my place and feel like maybe I know more than him. Yeah. So I was, that actually brings up um, a, a, a memory for me. I was at, uh, I was at confession one time, like speaking of forgiveness, I was, I was seeking confession and I was really struggling with uh, what we in the church like to call habitual sin, which really just means mm-hmm. something that you're kind of in the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and something that, you know, uh, is bad for you, bad for your relationship with God. It's sinful, but maybe you, uh, maybe this habit has gotten to be really comfortable and got, gotten to be, yeah, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of taken root in your, in your yeah. daily life. Right. And, and, um, I won't go into, you know, detail about really what that was, but I, I, I was, I was struggling with it to the point that I told the priest, you know, I feel like when I, um, when I have this issue, like when I'm, when I'm kind of focused on this thing, I feel like Jesus is like in the corner of the room, like shaking his head. Like, like wait, shame on you? Like like shame on me. Like like Gosh, like waiting James like waiting again? for me. Exactly. Like waiting oh. for me to like figure it out. And this priest just goes, Does Jesus ever do that in scripture? Is there like a mm, single time Gosh uh, uh, like all the reference material we have about Christ. <laughs> the reference material. There, and, and he and he right? was being serious, like in the history of the church, all the times that the saints have had mystical experiences with Jesus, anytime like anytime <laughs> Is he ever know, wagging the finger at Is them? he ever wagging exactly? Is he ever doing it? And the answer is no. And the <sighs> priest basically said, What makes you so special that he would do that <gasps> that he would do that thing. for you? Right? Gosh. And and it sounds like he was taking That's a, a dig at me. Ouchy. It was. It was a little ouchy even in the moment. And I was on a retreat too, so it was oh. like, Oh, this is tough. Did he just But it was man, took it was it high. wasn't about it wasn't about that. He was he was kind of um you know, getting my ego back on track. Mm. Right. He was kinda of saying, Look, your 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 ego really should be supporting the good of who you are, right? And helping you to identify the the good about yourself. Not necessarily like hanging on to you know, this, this false notion of your unworthiness or this false yeah. notion of your, your badness, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it's not a word. I, I if I'm going to have your a podcast, badness. if I'm going to have a podcast, <laughs> I should have a better vocabulary. Um, uh, but we need to put a thesaurus on the, a thesaurus. The it's, a, it's, a, it's a dinosaur <laughs> with a good vocabulary, a thesaurus. Um, but, um, so, so, that's kind of what we're talking about today is, is when we forgive ourselves, when we allow ourselves to, to be forgiven, when we, um, when we give things up to God in a very intentional way, whether it's in the sacrament of reconciliation or just in our prayer life, right? Just mm-hmm. in our daily walk with God, um, there's the potential for freedom there and for really yeah. experiencing, uh, living life in this, this state of being free from being dragged down by our stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I feel like we should start off with some scripture because I want, I, I think this, this, uh, this topic has the, the ability or the, the, the chance to kind of go off in a very like new agey, everything's fine mm, direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, that's not the case. No. Um, we're in no way saying that we shouldn't, uh, that we shouldn't, um, like, be like feel guilt for our sins or that we shouldn't try to reconcile ourselves uh, with God and with others because of our sinfulness. What we're saying is our sins don't define us. And a part of this process, a part of that process of reconciliation is letting go of the shame and, and the guilt and the, any kind of feelings of ill will towards ourselves because we committed those sins or because we're involved in those things. Okay. Um, I'm going to read one of my favorite uh, scripture verses. Um, we were talking about Father Wade Russell, who's a priest that's passed on. That is a was a very very good friend of, of mine and Nikki's, and uh, uh, we both knew and loved him uh, very yeah. much. Um, but he kind of opened my brain up to the power of this scripture, and and I think uh, you know I'm sure if he was here he'd say that he stole it from someone else, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to give him all the credit. Um, but this is, uh, from John's gospel. It's chapter eight, verses one through 11. You might recognize it. It is, um, it is, uh, the, the, the story of the woman caught in, in adultery. And to just kind of give you some background, um, adultery was a sin that was punishable by death in first century Palestine. Um, and oftentimes the, as is, I think still often the case in our society, um, it was it was all the woman's fault, right? Mm. You have a very patriarchal society that's kind of pushing this um, this religious agenda, and uh, a lot of times that gets way out of control. And so, um, what you're going to see is the the some uh, some some men bring this uh, bring a woman to Jesus who's been uh, she's been caught in adultery, and um, there's really no mention of like the man, right? right? It takes two to tango. Uh, but there's no mention of the man, right? And and mm-hmm. uh, and that the the attitude at the time was often um, that it was the woman's fault that if if she could you know could um, could keep herself like uh, un, unseen or unheard or whatever that this this kind she of stuff him. wouldn't happen, <laughs> right? It's got to be her fault, okay? Um, and that's also a, a big misconception, right, about Adam and Eve. Maybe we can, ooh, we should ooh. do a podcast episode about feminism. Okay, it'll, yeah. It'll be cool. Let's okay. do that. Let's do that. That'll For be fun. Sure. We'll talk about Adam and Eve and how Adam was right I'm, there the whole time. And it wasn't Eve's fault. notes. All right. Here we go. It wasn't all Eve's fault, I should say. Okay. Um, the woman caught in adultery. Uh, again, this is John's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. While Jesus went to the Mount of Olives... But early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, very humiliating, by the way, tough. awful. They said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, 
where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. How cool is that? I love him so much. How cool is that? Um, Reminds me of the scripture that you shared in our first episode, uh, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, right? And there's this kind of this back and forth of all this, you know, this woman's great great issues and and all this stuff. And, And then all of a sudden she has this very personal, intimate moment with Christ. And, you know, hopefully in her life that shame goes away right yeah. that that you know god kind of gives her this um freedom exactly yeah. gives her gives her this freedom through through his forgiveness yeah. right um there's a couple of things that i want to point out here real quick before we we jump in um the first one is it's a it's a it's unknown what jesus was writing in the sand or why he was like i do like love writing. that he was writing in the sand yeah so it's totally a mystery. There's a lot of different things that have kind of been imagined or postulated over the years that, that this, what could have been yeah. happening. A lot of people think that he was writing the sins of these men, mm, uh, you know, really uh, like kind of reading their souls or, or there's also that he was, um, he was writing down, uh, the actual like scriptures, like the Levitical mm-hmm. scriptures that they were quoting from Moses and kind of saying, uh, oh, no, you know, I mean, let's talk about this. Right. And they were realizing, whoa, this guy, this guy knows things and understands things better than we do. Um, I think personally, um, that Jesus was, um, I, like I, I, I was at a retreat and I, uh, uh, a priest kind of gave this meditation that Jesus was actually writing down the good things about this woman mm. and that, that when they realized, um, you know, that, that, that this writing wasn't for anybody else that because he was so focused on her, uh, that it was for, it was for her specifically. I don't know if that's a very fanciful imagining of what Jesus was doing, but I like that. I think that's cool. And I think that's the conversation that Jesus wants to have with us most of the time Mm -hmm. and, and our other stuff, right. Our, our, our sinfulness or or our shame or whatever kind of gets in the way of that conversation a lot of the time. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. Uh, and, and we don't really need to talk about that much anymore because it's not a Bible study. Um, but (laughs) the second thing is this, um, this, this idea that uh, Jesus does not condemn her. Right. I think that's a tough thing for a lot of people to wrap their brains around. Well, cause I, I mean, I, I always, I will always come at things from a parental perspective and it's like, you know, when there are wrongs done, mm-hmm. there needs to be some talk about um, why it was wrong and what the consequences are because mm-hmm. You know, in my mind's eye, I'm I'm pruning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, attempting to prune my children into, um, you know, to grow closer towards the Father. Sure. And uh, so I'm expecting, yeah, for Jesus to have a little bit of a a sesh mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Maybe like maybe maybe break out like the naughty spoon. Uh-huh. Right? Did you have uh-huh. did your kids have a naughty spoon? <laughs> no, but my mom did. <laughs> okay, there you go. And right? my grandmother, uh-huh. she had a plastic bowling pin. That's a whole other thing. Wow. I think yeah. it was just you know, I was there. Yeah. Okay. I got it when she passed. Oh, that's see. That was like the, one of got, the coolest. Things. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, that's kind of messed up. Um, but anyway. But yeah. So so Jesus uh, Jesus does not con- condemn her. You know, and I, and I think that's a uh, an often misconstrued um, part of this story or misunderstood part of this story in the sense that 
It's not that Jesus is saying that whatever she did didn't happen. He's not dismissing it. Or that whatever she did was okay, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. He's saying he doesn't condemn her, which to me means that Jesus sees her value beyond her sinfulness. Right. Her sins don't define her, right? Um, He he says then, uh, from now on, do not sin anymore. Well, I mean... It's kind of hard. She's still human. It's kind of hard. She's still human. We have this thing called con- concupiscence, right? Which is a fancy way oh of gosh. saying. Yeah, right. right it's notes. a fancy way of saying that we we have a tendency to sin. Okay, it comes it comes from our early church fathers. We have this tendency to sin. We have this tendency to screw things up, right? We do. And that's and that's a it's a it's a an effect of original I sin. I feel like I excel at that. We all do, even the Pope. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, you know, like we have this tendency to, to make the wrong decision or to maybe um, put ourselves first, right? To, mm. to put ourselves before yeah. our relationship with God or our relationships with others, right? So mm-hmm. we, there's a lot of different ways that this can happen. Um, and for everything, for all the time that I've spent kind of thinking about this, this particular story in scripture, I don't think Jesus is telling her, go and and be perfect in the sense that you are never going to make a mistake ever again to go and be perfect in the sense of you're never going to sin ever again. I think what he's telling her is when she sins, when things mess up, one, don't make the mistake of holding on to that stuff, Mm. right? Baggage. Figure out, you know, what it's going to take to let this stuff go, figure out what it's going to take to maybe define your self-love or, or, or your, you know, your relationship with yourself, um, in a very realistic way, understanding that you're good, understanding Mm -hmm. that you're, you're created inherently good. Right. And then the, the second piece is that when we, um, when we, when we do sin, we need help. Yeah. We can't, uh, we can't get through this this reconciliation with others and this reconciliation with God alone. Mm. We 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 need to rely on God to to forgive us, and we right. need to rely on God to you know we need to trust Him when He says that He's going to take this stuff away, right? And I think so many of us, myself included, I spend a lot of time thinking. Oh, I, you know, I think about something that happened ten years ago, and it's like You're still oh, I should have done this differently. Right? I'm still punishing it. myself. Yeah. Literally everybody else in the story has moved on. I'm like that woman in the story. I've, I've looked, I, yeah. I can look up and say, there's no one else around even thinking about this. Not yeah. even on anybody else's radar, but I'm carrying it around I'm like a ball and chain. Around, like, like a ball and chain. Exactly. Exactly. Prisoner um, to your sins. So how do we, how do we do that? How do we, how do we let that stuff go? That's not a hypothetical question. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it could be because it's, it's really tough, right? It is, it is hard. It is a really tough, um, it is hard. I mean, I, I, it has to come with lots of conversation with God. Sure. I don't know how you get around that. So, yeah. It comes for with us Catholics for sure. Yeah. Recon, the the sacrament of reconciliation is just a beautiful cleansing mm-hmm. gift that we have. So maybe to answer it, we should start with people's misunderstanding of the ask. So, so God is God is here. Jesus came to Earth for nothing else than to save us from our sin and to reunite us with God, the father, right? So the fall happens in the, 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 the garden of Eden. We're separated from God. Okay. And Jesus's mission 
as described in the God describes it in the Garden of Eden. Jesus's mission is to reunite us to God the Father, to reconcile us to mm-hmm. God the Father, right? Where we were, you know, to bring us back to heaven where we were created to be, to bring us back into the Garden of Eden where we, we were created to live and to live with God. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's his goal. That's the whole thing. That's that's all that he is trying to accomplish. The thing is, he has to accomplish that in each one of our hearts and each one of our lives mm-hmm. individually. He can't uh, just, and, and, and in, in respect for our free will, he can't just snap his fingers and like, or he's not just going to snap his fingers and, you know, cause this, this blanket transformation for all of us. He wants all of us to right. make the individual choice to look up as this woman looked up mm. and to realize that we're not condemned. Okay. He's not a generic God. He's not a generic God. He's, personal. he's a very personal. God. That's a really, really good way to put it. He's yeah. not a generic God. He's an extremely personal God. And he wants to have that personal transformation and conversation with each of us as, yeah. as individuals. So, um, he, he gives us the, he gives us this ability to go to him. Uh, and if you're not Catholic, um, and, and you can, you can certainly be forgiven by God, uh, simply, simply by asking for God's forgiveness. And even the Catholic church believes that that's when you're forgiven. Right. Yeah. But we're, we're this, this reconciliation in concert with a priest or a person that's in the person of Christ. Um, we, we, we do that so that we, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. We do that so that we're not alone in this process of being healed. Yeah. Right. And Jesus is, um, uh, his, his presence to someone as he's forgiving them like that. Often it's a very physical presence, right? He, he places his hands on someone or he, he breathes on someone or he prays over them. There's this physical interaction. Okay. So we don't really have to get into that, but whatever your process is for being reconciled to God, God doesn't want you to leave that process or to go into that process, even feeling unworthy. Right, right, right. And, and I think a lot of times our, our guilt and our shame are easily transferred to feelings of unworthiness, that we we can't be forgiven, that we're not good enough, that we shouldn't have screwed up in the first place. It's a slippery slope. It's a very and slippery slope. And those voices, slope. right, in yeah. my head, tell yeah. me that. And those voices, I think, they, I mean, they take over. I don't know about you, they but can. for me, they take, and that's oftentimes like the only thing that I really hear is this, mm-hmm. is this negativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mm. so, so Jesus, he, 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 he tells this woman in scripture, um, you know, no one, no one has condemned you. Right. And, and, and she replies, no one serves. And she has this, this moment of clarity where like the son of God is talking to her and the son of God is telling her there's like, you're, you're, you're worthy of, of living. You're worthy Mm -hmm. of being forgiven. You're worthy of moving on. You're worthy of moving past this. Yeah. Which is a huge moment, issue, which is a huge, because she's moment. coming into this super shameful situation where they kind of drag her and say she was caught mm-hmm. in this the, sin. There's embarrassment and shame and publicly humiliated. Publicly. Yeah. Ugh. Just, it's just absolutely hu- humiliating. And Jesus, so the transition tur- and he turns it very quickly yeah. into, okay, wh- why are you? And it's almost a question of like, why do you believe this? Oh, all of that's this, really all good. of this yeah. stuff, all of this other stuff that's is what he's saying to it's me really too, just huh? kind of, it's really just kind of an illusion, right? Like, like this other stuff isn't there. And yeah. if it's, and if it's not there for God, right. If, and, and if it's not there, you know, who when, else matters? Who else matters? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who else mm. matters? So, 
okay, so how do we, how do we then translate that in, into our lives? I think for myself, for maybe a lot of our listeners that really struggle with forgiving themselves or, or taking care of themselves in the sense of, of, of how they think about their past or how mm-hmm. they think about the things that they've maybe done wrong, bad decisions or mistakes in their lives. I think for a lot of us, it has to, um, it has to start with, uh, um, putting yourself in a, um, like, like, like opening up that conversation to God and allowing God the control of that conversation, right? Allowing God to guide that conversation and allowing God to show you who you are as opposed to you telling God, Mm. this is who I am. Oh my gosh, I just had a realization. Okay, go for it. I heard recently that the opposite of love is not hate, but it is control. I hope I'm not messing this up. I might be messing it up. But the idea is you don't need to control something or someone that you love Mm -hmm. because there's a trust there. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that we're giving God the control because God is love. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, so we're letting, exactly. So we're letting God, we're letting God be who he is. And, and we are not. And and by doing that, we're admitting uh, I'm not God. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not capable of forgiving myself. Right. So it's not that, you know, you you hear people all the time. Well, if I, if I went back to church, I'd burst into flames or God could never forgive me for the things I've done. First of all, that's not a thing. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't care who you are. Like, that's that's just, that's just an excuse. It's an excuse to, to stay away from this vulnerable experience with God. Right. To kind of push that away. Let's not do that. The reality is that's the only thing. That's really the only thing. That sin of, of, of despair, that sin of, of isolating ourselves and saying that God can't do something. That's the only thing that God can't forgive in, in, in order, in order to, to allow God to forgive us. We have to be willing to say, God can do this. He's God. So he can do this and he will do this for me. We have to believe that. He loves us enough to do that. And who, yeah. Who are we? Who are we? Exactly. Who are we? Well, you know, um, one of our favorite, uh, our favorite authors that we share is, is Henry Nowen. Henry and he would say we are the beloved, mm. right? Yeah. And if we're, if we're so great that God, the most powerful force in the universe created the heavens and the earth, walked on water, calmed the storm at sea, right? Fed 5,000 from five yeah. loaves and two fish, all of these different things that we believe about God. If in our, in our relative tininess, our relative smallness compared to God, if we can still be humble enough to realize that, and God loves me, God, mm-hmm. God is taking the, the, you know, he's, he's got a place for me at his table. He's got a place for me in his heart, in his mind. You know, Jesus says that he's, he's going to the father and where the father is, there's many mansions and they're going to prepare like a room, right? Mm-hmm. He's making room for you. Like, that's how important you are. He's making room for you in heaven. He's got a place, you know, like you don't need to send in your credit card and put down a deposit. Like there's yeah, nothing like that. He's like, not requiring a, it's, a lot of. It's, it's, a, it's just available to you. It's just yeah. there, available to you. And so many of us, and, and I've done it so often in my life, I go, no, thank you. I'm going to handle whatever it is that's on my plate all by myself. Oh, we're so proud. Because I'm, because I'm too proud or I'm too scared, right? Which yeah. fear, is, fear is a product of pride, right? So I, whatever it is, I let that stuff pile up. I let mm-hmm. that stuff pile up and, and build kind of this little, this little jail cell, right? I think, it's, I think it's protecting me, but it's really yeah. keeping me locked up, right? 
of taking away your freedom of stuff between me and God. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, to, to the, it's, it's going to sound a little bit new agey here and it's going to sound a little bit therapisty here. I've been in therapy for a while. I think for, for me, something that works is, is just self-talk. That does sound new agey. It's just self-talk. It's just, (laughs) no, that's okay. Cause it does, right. It sounds, it sounds weird. But, but when I, when I, when I get to this place of, um, of not feeling worthy or feeling like I, I don't belong or feeling like God can't forgive me or I can't, you know, my, my priest is my boss, right? So yeah. it's like, I, I can't tell that to a priest. I can't tell yeah. that to my, bo- I can't tell that to my friend, right? Whatever yeah. it might be. Um, the, the, the one thing that, that seems to counteract that every time is giving myself, uh, a few moments to try to see my value and my worth the way that Christ does. Mm. The way that the way that um, you know to see myself the way that God sees me, and and that starts with just being nice to myself. It starts yeah. with telling myself, you know, hey, I'm I'm worthy of being forgiven. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm worthy of of um, having a relationship with God that really defines me and drives me and makes me happy. Right? I'm I'm worthy of being the best version of myself. Uh, for the sake of my friends and family and the people that love me, right? Yeah. For for the sake of my own, you know, my own mental health and happiness, right? right. I'm, I'm worthy of all that. And okay, so if you if you really really like your car and your car is awesome and it's like you know it's the place where maybe you get to jam out to music or it's like you're you know. Um, you know, I work with teenagers, so some sometimes their first car is like their first big purchase, and they have mm. all this pride, right? And they they want to like baby their car, and they make sure that they get the oil changed at the right time, and you make sure that you you know you keep it clean, and you mm. do all these all of these different things to take care of your car. Why don't you treat yourself that way? Yeah, well, you're saying baby, also invest in it. Invest right? in it, right? Yeah. Same with ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So we 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 have to take these. Um, these opportunities for, for reconciliation and these opportunities to, to grow in faith, whether it's in, in being forgiven or forgiving ourselves or, or even in any of the sacraments, right? Mm-hmm. We have to take those, um, part of, part of the reason that we want to do those things is to say like, I, I want that because it's, it's good for me. Like I'm worthy. Right. I'm worthy of that. It's, um, self-care it's self-care god is calling me to that and that's not selfish and i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna say yes because god knows best because i'm letting him be mm-hmm. in control right um you bring up a really really good point in in um kind of the other way of looking at it which is you know i want to be forgiven because i don't want to hang on to this crap anymore right like the I'm, ball and chain I'm like just, get rid of it i'm just be tired free. of it I'm tired of it. Right. And, and so I, and, and if that's, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes going into, uh, a conversation with God, we're not really thinking about, I want to be closer to God, but we're thinking about, man, this sucks and I need some help. Right. And Mm -hmm. I I want to be, I want to feel better. Yeah. What's cool about our God is he works with that. I know. And I, I think sometimes I need to be given permission to talk to him like that. Mm -hmm. God, this sucks (laughs) and I need help with it. You know, I think sometimes I, I shy away from that out of reverence, mm-hmm. but, um, but he's cool. I, mean, I can talk to him that way. I, f- I feel like those feelings were probably, you know, they were probably going through Jesus's head on the, 
on the road to Calvary, like when Simon of Cyrene was asked to carry the cross. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm positive that Jesus's human heart and mind was relieved. Yeah. was like, well, how could it not be? This, I mean, this has sucked so far. I am really brutal. grateful for the help. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, I'm the unique son of God and I'm all powerful and I could snap my fingers and, you know, turn the world into a cheeseburger or something if I wanted to. Yeah. But I'm, I'm here to like, to teach a lesson and I'm here to reach out to, to Nikki and James in 2000 years. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to teach a little bit about humility and accepting help accepting from others. Accepting help. He and modeled that for yeah, us. For sure. For sure. Um, okay, so today at Mass, um, I, I think the question that might be resonating for a lot of people is, but isn't the church all about guilt? Doesn't the church, <laughs> doesn't the church want us to feel guilty? We do. Uh, we do. I mean, harbor on. I feel like we harbor on that a lot. I don't we, know if it's like a. Um, what do you call it? Like, a, uh, I feel like my Italian heritage has that whole guilty thing. Mm-hmm. I know the Jewish people talk about their guilty conscience and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't know if it's like a cultural thing or if it's just specific to the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. I guess we could all kind of claim it. Sure. I, I have, and a, I, I have Italian. Just, like a little bit of pride in that. Sure. Absolutely. I'm I, so proud to be so guilty. I mean, who hasn't heard That's from their dumb. parents? Like I walked uphill both ways uh, to school or something right yeah. there's something like that you know oh, back shoot. in my day i had do to that. do <laughs> i had to do this 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 right so we're kind of like kind of like yeah. shaming people or maybe making people feel a little bit guilty for whatever their place is right mm-hmm. um and and that's i think that's just part of the human condition we're not going to solve that ever uh but i think it's something to keep in per in in mind that uh those guilty feelings and those shameful feelings they all come from uh, they're all those feelings are all influenced by your perspective they're all influenced by like you know your ego right and your ego okay. can be it can be healthy and it can be unhealthy just like anything mm-hmm. else and so um i was at mass today it's the uh, for you liturgy nerds out there you'll know what day it is the liturgy uh, nerds. um and i say that with all all respect and love because being James a liturgy is nerd is one it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's fun um but the the collect so the the opening prayer um at mass uh today is for um today's mass was the memorial of saint monica okay and um saint monica's feast day is very cool and um we'll talk a little bit about uh who she was but um there's this really interesting line in the collect (laughs) right and i knew that we were going to talk about forgiveness today and then this line popped up and i was like man like how can we ignore that there goes our catholic guilt it's our catholic guilt it says um Okay, I'm just going to read the whole prayer to you, and I'll get a little louder on the line that, that is... That's that your is, way of bolding it? It's tough, yes. Okay. Um, it says, O oh God, who consoles the sorrowful and who mercifully accepted the motherly tears of St. Monica for the conversion of her son, Augustine, grant us, through the intercession of them both, that we may bitterly regret <laughs> our sins and find the grace of your pardon through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Ooh. Oh, bitterly regret. Bitterly regret. That There's doesn't sound no fun. There. That doesn't sound fun at all. That sounds like you're grounded for eternity. It does. Like, it sounds terrible. It sounds like a big helping of guilt. Yes, it does. I think bitterly. I think when we regret. when we look at the church, right? When we look at and there's lots of things uh, in and outside of mass, different prayers that feel like that. Okay, mm-hmm. but when we look at the church, we have to remember that as Catholics, we believe that the church is is led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the prayers that we pray, 
the prayers that we pray all have a um, a purpose that's maybe uh, a little bit greater, a little bit uh, further beyond just what's on paper, mm-hmm. right? Just beyond our, our initial understanding or, or our initial, um, uh, you know, if, if we just take a, cl- a cursory glance at something, we can read this and go, man, they, they want you to feel guilty, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea here is not that we... Um, I don't, I don't think God is telling us to like harp on our sins. I don't think the church is telling us to harp on our sins. I think the church is telling us to so badly want the opposite mm-hmm. of our sins, to so badly want to be united with God that anything, um, anything sinful, anything that, that takes us away from that goal is bitter. It, sh- it should be. I mean, it should turn us off. Okay. It's ugly. It sounds like a, a shaming thing, but it should make us bitter. It should right? make us bitter. It I mean, should make sin us is a really, separation from God. It should make us really uncomfortable. Let's right? not want that. Let's not want that. And let's not make that bigger than it is. If, yeah. if you feel that, be reconciled. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation is, is open to you all the time, right? Yeah. Be reconciled with God. So there's one of my, um, you know, something that I've heard in my, in my own family is in that, in, in mass, we say, you know, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the words and my soul shall be healed, right? That That's not, um, we're not decrying our... our um, we're not worthy. Yeah. Not worthy. I mean, we're saying we're not worthy, but we're saying that from a very glorious place. Yeah. In the sense, it's not that we're like slightly beneath God or that we're like, you know, not... It's that God is so much greater and 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 more wonderful than not only us, but anything yeah right and he he cares about us and so we we know that god doesn't have to give us the eucharist to save us Mm -hmm. god didn't jesus doesn't have to go to the centurion's house to to heal his servant which is where that script where that comes from Mm -hmm. right and the the centurion knows that yeah that's super cool that he's like look god you don't have to do anything extra I'm aware. I'm aware and I believe in you and I am, I'm totally unworthy, but I know that you're still here. And if you just say the word, if you just, if you just say it, it's going to happen. I want to have that faith all the time. Yeah. I, I, I want to have that, that perspective, right? That, that God is not, it's not, God is never trying to, to tell us how, how small we are. He's actually always trying to tell us how important we are. I know. And, and, and it's hard. It's, it's a lot. It's hard. Our, our shame and our, all this other stuff gets in the way a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keep that in mind as you're, as you're maybe reflecting on, on forgiving yourself, maybe reflecting on, um, on even forgiving others, which we'll talk about at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know that forgiveness is a, um, uh, it's a process that starts and ends with God and mm-hmm. it, and it, and God wants us to, to feel whole, right. um, not just at the end of the process, but but even now, right? Yeah. This woman that's caught in, in adultery, he he recognizes that she's a whole person, even if she doesn't feel it, right? right? And that's and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because forgiveness is a decision. It's, it's, it's a, a decision. decision. It's a decision that honors God. Yeah, and it, and it honors your own healing. Exactly. When you make that decision. So so when we when we allow God to forgive us, we are, in a sense, agreeing with Him mm-hmm. that we're worthy of we that forgiveness. We are worthy of that. And we're, we're kind of putting on, as St. Paul says, we're kind of putting on Christ in the sense that we're, we're assuming his perspective a little bit and, and trusting, you know, trusting in his promises, trusting in that perspective that, that he's God and we're not. Yeah. And that, you know, 
it's it's kind of miserable trying to do everything by yourself yeah it's kind of miserable trying to manage all your baggage mm-hmm. but you know how 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 will great is it when you go to the airport and you get there like right at the there's never there's never enough of the like bell bellhop guys uh-huh. like the, the luggage guys but when you get there like right at the perfect time there's just a guy there with a cart it's like, waiting for you kind of take your luggage and you're like <laughs> yes, yes yes you, you can. can you can take it that would be great right <laughs> like jesus is that he's that person kind of waiting mm. on your baggage all the time right and it's he's not waiting because you're unworthy He's, he he's waiting for you. the exact opposite yeah. reason. Like yeah. you are worthy of his help. He loves you. You're worthy yeah. of his love and his help. Let him help you. Yeah. And I think, uh, uh, again, coming from the parental perspective, I think of when um, my kids ask, um, you know, when I give them a compliment, you mm-hmm. know, they kind of feel like you have to say that you're my mom. And I think, does God get that from, is that what we're doing with him? All the time. Like where we're saying, All the time. Uh, you don't really mean that. You don't really forgive me. I'm yeah. really horrible. Yeah. And he's like, no, I do. Mm-hmm. My grace is abundant mm-hmm. and it's sufficient for you. And mm-hmm. I want to give it to you freely. Mm-hmm. Could, does he, could he get frustrated with us? I would imagine it'd be frustrating to, to watch us go like, oh no, but I'm just so horrible. So, so this is something that I think, uh, I, I think it's tough it's tough for me to understand. I, I think it's tough for people in general to understand. God doesn't need us. Mm. He desires us. Who that changes the story. It does. Because I, I, I think, I think sometimes we get frustrated with other people in our lives because we have some kind of like, um, self promoting stake in other people's actions. So you as a parent, like your, um, your kids actions reflect on you mm-hmm. right and and we kind of bring that into the conversation we bring that into how we feel about things mm-hmm. right and how we treat other people while god is our father and he created us he's made it perfectly abundantly clear that our sins are our choices mm-hmm. and also the the when the times that we don't sin the times we make the right decision those are also our choices he gives us right. that credit right um so there's nothing that we can do that can like add to or take away from who he is. He is complete and he is 100% secure in his completeness. So, which, which makes it even more amazing that someone like that would want to help me achieve a level of completeness, like in, in Mm -hmm. his love, right? Yeah. God, you know, goes beyond just needing us or just needing us to accomplish a thing or, or just wanting us to accomplish a thing into this place of like, he really desires our presence. He really he desires, pursues he pursues us. I love that word. Yeah. And so that I think can, can kind of change your perspective on, you know, well, why, you know, why should I, why should I give this up to God? You know, if we're coming back to our, our sinfulness, why should I be reconciled and like give this up to God? You don't have to. Right. You don't have to. That's your choice. But the one, there's consequences for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that like that's a thing. Uh, and then two, there's so much more beyond whatever you're holding on to. There's this really great picture um, that I've seen. The teddy bear? The teddy bear one. Yeah. You've seen the teddy bear one? Yeah. So it's a... When people start listening to this podcast, Did we'll I post it on our, on our Instagram. No, not at all. That was, that was cool. Um, 
but it's this little girl and she doesn't want to like give up her teddy bear she's got kind of this old ratty beat up teddy bear and um, Jesus is trying to to he's got his hand out to like take the teddy bear uh, and and kind of hidden behind his back he's got this brand new beautiful colossal colossal teddy, teddy bear. bear right and it's not that Jesus wants to take away sentimental things from us right no but he he the I think the point of that is he wants to give us a complete life he wants I've to give us a, so a complete more love you exactly then you can even imagine exactly um and and man if that's not enough to at least get the ball rolling in your yeah. in your um in your and, and a better understanding of yourself, a better understanding of your worthiness, mm. right? Um, and bringing all of that back to forgiveness, we we have to we have to be in a place of understanding that we are we are worth God's time or worth God's energy to forgive us mm-hmm. if we're really going to have faith in His power to forgive. Can you say that again? We let me let me try to sum it up a little better. Okay, we can't really be forgiven if we don't believe that God wants to forgive us. Okay. So when we, when we leave the confessional or when we leave that prayer time or that conversation with God saying, you know, I just, I just don't know if God could forgive me. It's not that we haven't been forgiven. Mm-hmm. It's that we, we, it's like we put down that baggage and then we picked it right back well, up. Yeah. Right. We haven't, we're still holding on. Yeah. We haven't accepted that forgiveness mm. and if we don't accept it it it's it, it's like a it's like a gift that someone gives you and you just sit it on the sh- on the shelf right mm-hmm. if you don't open the box you can't use the gift if we don't accept god's grace we can't put that grace to work in our lives like we can't allow that grace to transform us so there has to be this it is a give and take like mm-hmm. we have to be willing to take god's grace and that also um uh, you know that that comes from our understanding that we're we're the beloved as mm-hmm. henry Nowen says as tough as it might be for us to keep that in our minds sometimes that has to be you know the place from which we approach god we have to get comfortable knowing that, that god loves us and that he's he's here for us each one of us yeah. is the lost sheep each one of us is is the prodigal son right like we are all um on this hopefully on this path of making this return to god but mm-hmm. in order for that journey to be fruitful in any way we have to understand that god's love is greater and more powerful and more important to our lives than anything else yeah to me that's a really sometimes tough to keep in my mind and it's something it's a self-care exercise that i have to take have to undertake every day yeah to to really have that that especially in the sense of forgiveness to have that bear fruit Mm -hmm. in my life like I, I have to remind myself of that daily. Um, and so maybe that's, maybe that's where you are. Maybe that's where, uh, you know, you're, you're struggling is, is this, uh, this lens through which you view yourself. And so the, the, I think the, the moral of the story today is that, you know, when Jesus looks at you, he, he probably sees someone completely different than, than you see when you look in the mirror mm-hmm. and, and getting, you know, giving ourselves kind of the room to grow and, and, and talking to ourselves in a, in a positive way in an effort to see G- to see us, to see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. That's, that's a really powerful thing. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a really important part of, uh, of our journey with Christ. But that word that you said that's important, I think is an important exercise. Yes. Like it takes some energy. It takes some forethought to get into the space where you can do that. 
Absolutely. Hey, you know what song I like that um, helps me with reconciliation is um, Lauren Daigle's Rescue, Mm -hmm. when she talks about there's no distance that you cannot be covered over and over mm-hmm. that's so profound for me because i feel i feel uh, when you talked about habitual sin mm-hmm. i feel um lower than low whenever i have those stronghold sins that i sure. can't seem to shake sure and hearing that in in that beautiful song mm-hmm. just really sets me free or at least gets me on the path where sure. i'm reminded of my worthiness i'm reminded of his greatness and his love for me mm-hmm Absolutely. There's, there's so much, um, you know, so we, we can't, uh, it was, it was, there was this really interesting article that I read and it was talking about the, the distribution of wealth in mm-hmm. the United States. Right. But it talked about the difference between someone who's a millionaire who has a million dollars and someone who's a billionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about if you replace dollars with seconds, okay, oh, so wow. a million seconds is about 11 days, right? If you replace, uh, so a, a billion seconds is like 37 years. Wow. Okay, so that's the difference. Exponential. That's the difference between, wow. I, I think I'm remembering that right, I might not be, but it's a, there's a huge difference, yeah. okay? So if we go beyond that and we, th- we try to think of infinite, we try to think of infinite, Yeah. okay? God loves you infinitely. There is no, there is no like cutoff point for his love. He's never done with you. He's, he never kicks you out of the house. Like, like he, he loves you infinitely. It's not even exponential because mm. it just keeps going, right? It just, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. It's a love without ending. It's a, it's a love, it's a love without end. Amen. Very I couldn't good. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It. <laughs> um, so it's, it, but it, but it, it really is. I mean, that really is kind of mind blowing to think about it that way that, I mean, 37 years is, it's not quite a lifetime, but it's close. It's right? a whole heck of a lot more than a few days. Than a few days. Exactly. So, you know, God loves you infinitely more than that. I, I think if he just put 37 years into all of us, would be we would both, we would amazed. all be pretty impressed. Yeah. Right? Instead it's, it's infinite. Wow. Pretty cool. Hi, Lead to Church podcast listeners. This is James, and we're taking a little break from today's episode to share some exciting news with you. You've probably heard Nikki and me mention the faith community where we met. It's called Tech, Together Encounter Christ, and it's a worldwide retreat movement that focuses on the Paschal mystery of Jesus. That is his dying on Good Friday, his rising on Easter Sunday, and his going forth to share the good news. That's it. Die, rise, and go. As a way of showing our gratitude to you for listening and sharing in these conversations with us, we're dropping a special three-episode series focused on the life lessons we can take from Christ's example of die, rise, and go. We hope these episodes serve you and help you to encounter Jesus exactly where you are in your spiritual life. Look for them on Thanksgiving Day, November 26th. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for you. Now let's get back to today's episode. Peace. What do you want to do? You want to pray? Uh, uh, yeah. I feel I like I feel like we're in uh, a good spot, and um, we we hope that uh, we hope that if you're if you struggled with forgiveness and especially forgiveness of yourself, like we have, uh, we hope that we've given you a little bit of perspective. Um, if if you want to um, really know more about this, there's two books that I recommend. They're both by Henry Nouwen that we've 
we've been talking about a little bit. Yeah. One is called the return of the prodigal son, which is yes. just a beautiful exercise in, in forgiveness all, you know, all the way around. Uh, the second is life of the beloved by Henry mm-hmm. now. And, and that one's a little bit more about, um, knowing your identity in, in Christ, in Christ yeah. which is, is really cool. Uh, and, and the two books, they don't like necessarily dovetail. I don't think he meant them to like dovetail together, but they do go together really, really well. Yeah. They talk about a lot of the same things. And so if you you can read whichever one you want and re- read them in whatever order you want, um, and you'll get a lot out of them. I know they're both available as audiobooks too, which is how I cheat. <gasps> yeah. And you know what? Um, I think he read one. I have one on audible that he read. I, it's I, life of the beloved. I, I think right? it's life of the beloved. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's cool. It's, 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 it's very cool. cool. It's very cool. So, um, you'll enjoy that. Uh, go check it out. Uh, Henry Nowen is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to close in prayer. Uh, our father in hell, Mary sound good. Yes, sir. The Catholic way, I the guess. Catholic way. <laughs> <laughs> in the name of the father, the son of the, the Holy, Son, Sp- Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great week. Have a great week, too. We we love you all. You're awesome. Yes. Whatever you're doing, if you're driving to H-E-B to get... Uh-huh. Or jogging. Is or jogging. jogging. Walking, is anybody jogging? Taking run walk. faster. What's yeah. with you? <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to run faster. You can run as fast as you want. Just walk. Yeah. Sashay. Sashay. Saunter. <laughs> Saunter. That's a good word. Saunter. Oh, these vocab words. All right. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mancata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace. <laughs>